Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to episode number 105 of the Church Leadership Podcast. We are so thrilled that you have joined us for today's episode. Some of you listening or watching have been with us since the beginning, and man, we sure do appreciate you, Church Leadership Podcast Nation. Some of you, maybe this is your first episode listening or watching. We are glad you are here. And we want you to know that our mission here at the Church Leadership Podcast is to encourage and equip you to lead in your local context. And so we know today's episode is going to do just that. So we're thankful you're here. I do want to encourage you before we even get to our conversation today to make sure that you go over and subscribe to our podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, you can subscribe any number of ways uh, on your listening app. If you're watching on YouTube, of course, you can hit the subscribe button, hit that bell, so you'll be notified every time a new episode airs. And uh, we're just glad that you're a part of this podcast. And, and our, it's our hope and desire that every episode encourages you in a real way. So here is today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Mark and I are so glad to include you in our conversation this week on episode 105. We're going to be talking about some things that affect us all right now. And I believe what we're going to talk about today will be helpful, encouraging, and even challenging. So we are glad that you are joining us on the Church Leadership Podcast. Mark, thanks for having me back on the podcast this week. <laughs> I appreciate right. that. Listen, this is like old school, man. This is Church Leadership Podcast on the road. I'm not on the road. Andy's on the road yeah. uh, joining us from a hotel room. But, you know... Used to when when the Church Leadership Podcast first launched in way back in 2019. Uh, it's been two it years, was, yeah, yeah. It was it was on the road all the time. We would go on the road and interview people. We were in the same room, and mm -hmm. uh, a little different these days. And we're going to talk yeah, a little about we, different. We learn to adapt and overcome here that's at the Church Leadership right. Podcast. We so did. We, yes, we did. In other words, we just go with the flow. Whatever God that's gives us, that's just we 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 are blessed to just to be able to do this. So whether it's in a hotel room sitting in the same room with each other or whatever. We're, we're just glad to get we're, to do We it. are flexible. Yes, we are thrilled and glad. Mm -hmm. Some people say things like it is what it is. You know, kind of hate that. Yeah. So what I say is sometimes it bees that way and we yeah. just go with the flow. That's just what we do. That's it. That's it. Speaking of going with the flow, our flow has been interrupted this last year, Mark. Yes, it has. Major. And <laughs> I think it's kind of hard to go with the flow when you don't know where the flow is headed. Yep. Yo. <laughs> right. And I know, I mean, those watching and listening, I know we're, we're in this together. We have heard, we've had conversation after conversation. I mean, if you have survived in ministry up till this point, I don't, I don't know how to give you a gold star, but I would, I would give you a gold star because just surviving at this point is, um, is amazing and you should be committed for it. So let us say that up front. Uh, this has been difficult, and I feel like I'm pretty flexible, but I, I'm, I'll be honest. When when I got COVID in December, flexibility went out the window. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready for this to be over with. So, yeah, we we everything's been turned upside down and still is being turned upside down. 
Yeah, whoever's been praying for patience for Mark and me, uh, I don't know whether to thank you or high five you in the face really hard. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had a conversation with a church member this morning one year ago, literally one year ago on this Sunday in 2020, he and I were talking about how the church in America needs a wake up call how we are too comfortable and complacent and throughout history, some events have happened and the church has risen to the occasion. And, you know, think about like the great depression. That's the specific uh, example that we were discussing last year. The church basically needs another opportunity like the great depression. And well, here we are. We got it. Yes, yeah. we did. And you know, we're, when this, when this episode airs, it's literally going to be a year since everything shut down. And uh, it's kind of ironic that we're getting to do this episode uh, the, the week that, that that happened, that anniversary. And, and in fact, in my church, we were talking about that. And, and we were talking about survival versus thriving. And, and I said, you know, we've survived this last year, but we've also thrived. And I, I got my church just to do something because I was curious, quite honestly. And you know, it happened so fast, you can't keep up even as a pastor and as a leader. And so I just asked the church, I said, listen, if you weren't here as a regular part of our church a year ago, just, just wave your hand. Half the church waved their hand. And wow. it's, in, it's just crazy. It's insane that God has blessed us. We thrive. But here's what I would tell you. We, we are well aware that not everybody has experienced that, but it's good and bad, right? That means that our church has drastically changed in a year. And there's still people that are worshiping with us online that still haven't come back to campus. And that's the hard part of it. And, and I know a lot of you have struggled uh, and your church has struggled. And so we're, we're with you in that struggle. Okay. We have, God has blessed our churches, but we have experienced some of those same struggles with you. And, and we want to give you some encouragement today. Really our goal, every single episode to, is to, to encourage you. And so Annie and I were having a conversation before we hit record, and we're just going to continue that conversation if you let us. And hopefully you'll join that conversation. But we're just talking about what what a, a pivotal time we're leading in right now as pastors, as leaders. If, you, if you're a volunteer at your church, you are volunteering and leading at a critical time in the life of our church. Because as we record this, a lot of us are getting ready to somewhat open back up in a sense. You know, the vaccine is more and more available. Herd immunity is coming, hopefully, later this summer or later this spring, and, and people are kind of itching to get back to church. When I say get back to church, I mean in-person worship. And so there's some opportunities here, great opportunities, but there's also some opportunities to, to fall into some traps, and we want to help you avoid those as well. Yeah, what Mark was talking about as far as be careful not to, to let what is currently happening discourage you, because you got to think big picture. You know, we've we've heard all of the projected statistics about the percentages of, of people who are back in worship right now. I mean, if you're running 50, 60%, you're probably knocking it out of the park Yeah. right now. If you're, if you got 50 or 60% of your people who have returned in person, regularly worshiping with you, that's fantastic. If not, listen, don't stress. Don't, don't, don't think the end is, 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 is here and you're just going to have to give up uh, because we're, we're hearing those, uh, doomsday statistics, about 20% of people who haven't come back to church won't. And it's not that they're not going to come back to your church. They're just not going to come back to church. But let me tell you something encouraging, something that I've been reading. And that is people are eager to get back to church. 
of the people who haven't been coming to your church, maybe some people who might be uh, immunocompromised or at risk or have other reasons why they haven't been worshiping, I am confident and I'm encouraged to know that a lot of those people will be returning, like Mark's talking about, the vaccine and immunity and uh, just the overall awareness in our society that things are getting better. I think people are going to come back to our churches. And I think we need to be ready for that. I think we need to not wait on that to happen, but we need to be a little bit proactive and plan for that. And I I think that's what Mark and I are talking about in this episode right now is we can learn from what we've experienced, but also we can try our best to consider and to pray and to plan according to the Spirit's leadership of what we think might happen in our church, in our community, in our context. Absolutely. I think, you know, we, we talked we talked a lot this last year about the opportunity God has given us with COVID, not to look at it just as a challenge, but as an opportunity because God was opening new opportunities. And we're going to say the same thing to you right here, right now. Um, this is not the typical Easter opportunity coming up next month. It's not the typical, you know, high attendance Sunday opportunity. So all what I would say is everything you've known and learned about the way we uh reach people for Christ, you probably need to throw that out the window as far as church is concerned and keep it thrown out. Don't don't feel like just because, you know, people are getting ready to come back, which I agree with Andy 100 uh, percent. We we are on the same page with that. We think they're coming back there. You hear some other people say that, you know, they won't. And online is going to be the, the key. Online is going to be here to stay. But people are itching to come back into a community of faith. It is real, and they they will be coming back somewhere. And so we want that to be in your church. And Yeah, and you mentioned the Easter, Mark. We've got Easter just around the corner. I think we're going to have people who are going to show up at our churches who are excited and anticipating a great time of gathering and worshiping a risen Savior. Because you know what? We didn't get to do that last year. That's right. And, and if you have a small crowd or if you have a record-breaking crowd, I say enjoy whoever comes to gather with you and your church family and just, I mean, raise the roof, rock the place where the community knows Jesus is alive just simply because of the people who are gathered there. We're going to celebrate. I mean, uh, we're going to party like it's 1999 or something at our church. So, (laughs) I mean, that's right. We're going to party like it's 2021. No, Uh, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think, um, in saying that, here, here's what I, I, again, just what Andy said, I don't want you to get discouraged if you don't have whatever, you know, if your church runs 100 normally and you don't have 100 there, don't get discouraged. If if your church runs, you know, 1,000 and you have 500 there, don't get discouraged, okay? Here's what I want you to do, though. I want you to begin thinking and praying about how to seize the opportunity that God has placed before us. Again, do not neglect, do not forget that online presence. In fact, to, today, just before we recorded this episode, I was on my computer preparing a Facebook ad for our church. Um, we haven't den- done a lot of Facebook ads in COVID, uh, and all of them that we have done were geared toward online worship, but we're doing a Facebook ad for in-person worship on Easter Sunday, uh, because I want people to know it's a big deal. I mean, the fact that we worship a Savior who was killed for our sins, but then he beat death and sin by rising again. That's a big deal. 
and uh, and we should we should be celebrating that in a big way. So um, we don't want you to get the cart before the horse. So you know if if your city still has a lockdown and all that kind of thing, we don't want you to you know go crazy or anything. And you know depending on where you live, your the mask ordinance may or may not still be in effect uh, when Easter comes. But be safe. Um, I think people are going to be attracted uh, to a community that is taking their health and, and safety, um, you know, and, and valuing that in a big way. Um, I think. Yeah, I think I that's think key, Mark. Yeah, I think ahead. that's key. I was just saying is whatever your community and your context, that should be your plan based on that, not based on what the church across town is doing or across the country is doing. Don't compare your church to another church of different size, of different demographics, of different context. Listen, you need to sit down with your leaders and prayerfully consider what's going to be best for your church. And it may be a hybrid service for Easter. It may be plans for weeks or months out from this point to decide how you're going to transition and change. But the bottom line is, is, is a plan is key. I mean, to think about that, to consider uh, a, a proactive approach, not a reactive approach to Easter and beyond, I think is crucial right now. I think a lot of people are just stopped in their tracks because of fear. They don't know which end of the, the thing to grab or what to do with their hands. You know, I mean, it's just like we don't know what to do. So a lot of people don't do anything. And I, I don't know that that's the best approach right now. I know it's always appropriate to to be still and know God is God and to wait on him patiently. But when there are opportunities to act, I think we should. And we need to carefully and prayerfully consider how we are to act. And, and planning for Easter is one of those things. I mean, it's, it's coming. We're going to get to, a lot of us are going to get together in person. And I think we should really consider how we can make that a special time. Absolutely. And, and you think back, Andy and I have talked a lot about this. You think back on the last year and if, if you, or one of these people like us that observe trends and, and kind of the way leadership goes and church trends, what we have noticed and observed is that churches that, that uh, the leaders, the pastors, the leaders exhibited strong leadership um, in, in stepping up when others were waiting, others were kind of observing what was happening, um, kind of what Andy's talking about being reactive uh, but those leaders who were proactive and were intentional in leading out um, to take care of the health of their churches, to, to make clear distinctions and decisions one way or the other, those are the churches that have thrived during this time. Those are the churches that have not missed a beat financially. And because people, people need, in times of crisis, they need strong leaders. They need strong leadership. They need to know that their leader has some kind of plan and in a mission and is leading them somewhere. And so what I'm telling you is, and what we're talking about is because we're coming out of COVID, I don't know how long that's going to take. It could take months and months and months, but we're coming out of it. It doesn't mean business as usual. This is still a crisis because people still don't know what to do. They, they don't know what to do. They don't know when it's safe. They don't know how they should do it. They don't know you know, how the gathering is going to look. I and mean, it's like everybody's coming to church again for the first time, it seems like, because everything's different now, right? I've told our people, you know, the ones that are worshiping at home, look, when you come back, it's like you're going to be visiting the church, not because your church is not your church, but because everything's different. But it's a good thing because God's working. And so we need to, in, in light of all that, 
We've got to be intentionally leading our people. We've got to be clear about where God's leading us as churches and as people so that people will feel comfortable and they'll, you know, they'll, they, they may be scared to death. They may not know what to expect, but they'll see your strong leadership and they'll say, you know what? I'm, I'm with them. I, I can, I can, I can be a part of this community because this community is doing something. Yeah. And I think the only way that's going to happen, Mark, organizationally as a church is if people individually are taking the, the right steps in their own life to make sure they're, they're, they're emotionally, spiritually, and physically yes. healthy. And uh, I've often said, and I've heard it said, and I don't even remember who, who I heard it from the first time, but uh, we take on this victimized mentality when things like this happen. And we, we ask the question, which is the wrong question, why me, why this, why now, instead of why, 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 ultimately the why question has been answered. And that is everything happens for God's glory. That's right. So in our own lives, if we have that big picture understanding that this is happening for God's glory, then the why me, why this, why now, and why our church, and that would transition into more and let more of a, a victor mentality yeah. rather than a victim mentality. And you start asking the right questions like, okay, instead of why this, then the question probably better is what now? In my own life, in our church, what can we do now that this has happened? We can't control the fact that it has or hasn't gone the way we want it to, but we can do our best to prayerfully consider art from this point forward. How can we follow the leadership of the head of the church, Jesus? How can we stay in step with the spirit? How can we do things biblically yet honor the safety of our people and the, the community that, that we're in. I think that's important individually. And just like we have, we have to be very careful not to go back to the way things were before COVID. Listen, one of our biggest temptations is to programize our church and fill up our calendar so that we think all of this busyness in the life of our church equals health. And that's not the case. And individually, that's what we have to be careful about, too. As leaders in the church, we have to be careful not to over-program and over-schedule our lives and overwhelm ourselves with too much to do. We need some, we need some margin, might be a good word to use. That's exactly right. And look, if you remember, just think back. I know you'll remember. Think back to beginning of the pandemic last year, last March, last, last April. What did you say? What did, what did leaders over and over say? We heard leaders say over and over, you know what? This has been a blessing because I've had time with my family that I have. We've said that. Do not forget that. Look, it's a busy time. I mean, it's busy right now. You may be, you know, having to preach your sermon online and on campus and then, you know, doing uh, Facebook live videos, you know, two, three days a week. I'm not sure what your schedule looks like. I hope you're not doing that, but you may be. And so you may already be in overwhelm now. Uh, but don't let this season that's coming up with reopening and Easter and all this stuff, which is a huge opportunity, do not let yourself become overwhelmed again. Remember what you said. Remember the joy of simplicity and that margin that Andy was talking about. Remember it and stick to it. Be disciplined. That means you're going to have to surround yourself with people who can do things, maybe not the same way you do them, maybe not exactly what you would want but can do them well to the glory of God so that you can have that margin and that time 
like Andy said, especially time with your family and your time with the Lord. Do not neglect that. Yeah, you're, there's no way, there's no way you're going to be able to lead your church or your organization well if you are over-programming and, and putting too much stuff on the calendar. Because if everything's a priority and everything's important and everything has to get scheduled, then nothing's going to be important. And it's right. the same and way in your own life. If everyone's super, no one is, right? That's the same thing, right? Well, I believe, I believe you're right. So go ahead. But in our own personal lives, I mean, listen, if we're going to try to go back to the way things were and, and just fill our lives up with busyness, mm -hmm. then we're going to be leading our churches by example and leading our churches as a leader to do the same thing. So be very, very careful. Guard your time. Take care of yourself spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And I guarantee you this. What will happen this Easter? What will happen this summer? What will happen this fall? God will honor and bless. Whether you have half capacity or 110% of your people coming back and then some, you know, I mean, we just need to really understand this is a great time for us to learn and absorb what the Lord is trying to teach us, teach us and take advantage of the opportunities personally to grow and to see some, some amazing things happen, but also in our churches, there's so many opportunities. Mark and I have said this over and over and over again. We've even talked specifically about what kind of gift COVID has been in some ways for our churches and individually for us and our families. As Mark mentioned earlier, one of the gifts for us is to, to kind of take back our calendars and take back some of that time for ourselves and for our families. That's right. And again, church, church will always be there. Ministry will always be there. Uh, your family may always be there for you, but the time you have with your family right now will not always be there. So take yeah. advantage of it. It's a good reminder. Uh, I had a listen. seasoned pastor tell me one time, Mark, he said, you know what? If things aren't right in ministry, you can always take a break from ministry. He said, if, if, uh, if that's the case, he said, God can, can bless you to find another church. He said, but if things aren't right at home, you can't just go find another family. No. So you need to understand how important it is to, to balance your life and your family with ministry and see what those priorities really are, especially exactly right, right now. Yeah. I mean, if you're going and finding a new family, that's a whole nother problem we got to talk to you about. But that's exactly right. Yep. So speaking of talking to you, here's what I want to suggest. Look, if you need help, okay, part of what this podcast is about is the reason, in fact, we started this to begin with over two years ago. It's kind of hard to believe, but the reason we started this podcast was we want to help pastors and leaders in practical ways. And so if you need help in thinking proactively and how to intentionally lead your church, if you need help in, in finding ways to reach people this Easter, if you need help in, in trying to find margin in your life, we want to help. Okay. Believe me, we want to help. And, and, you know, we're not in this for the money. Okay. We don't, we don't make a dime from the church leadership podcast. We just want to help. And, and, and pour life into you and to encourage you any way we can. So if we can help any way, any, any way, then we'll just contact us. You can contact both of us at contact at churchleadershippodcast.com. We try to make it easy as possible. Contact at churchleadershippodcast.com. Andy and I both will get an email when you send an email to that. And uh, we will certainly follow up and we can help. We will help any way we can. Yeah, and if you need to borrow money, uh, I can give you Mark's personal email address and you can contact him. Okay? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So. I only charge 20% interest, so we're good. Yeah. 
Well, listen, well, I, listen we, Hey, you go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, I've enjoyed this conversation. took your line. Yeah. No, I've enjoyed yes. it. Um, even though we it's can't be in me. the same room right now, Andy, yeah. it's fun. Um, and I just, I don't know. I hope you feel the same way we do, but every time that we get to do this, I'm encouraged and it just breathes life into me. And so, uh, I hope you have enjoyed this conversation as much as we have. Yeah, absolutely. I have enjoyed it. Thank you so much to those who are continuing to listen and to watch. Uh, listen, if you are watching, let me encourage you to hop on YouTube and to subscribe and click that little bell so that every time that we update uh, a video on our channel that you will be notified. So right. uh, we want to, to, to be able to get the best information out there to as many people as possible, and we want you to be able to help us do that. So, uh, so thank you to everybody who listens and watches faithfully, and we hope this week that you have been encouraged and equipped to intentionally and proactively lead in the local church uh, for Easter and for the months and, and, and years to come. That's right. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.